When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of Clay and Buck. It's going right now. Clay on vacation. Buck in solo today. That's me. I told you we talk immigration and so we will. Also, just want to note, though, um, later on the program, a story coming out of New York about changes to policing that you got to hear it to believe it. You really get the sense when you dive deeper into what these Democrats are doing in places. You, you get the sense that they, they almost want things to be worse. I, I don't know what else to say. They want the crime situation to spiral even more out of control because if they didn't they would take very different actions i don't know i i i'll explain in more detail coming up later on in the program um but it's it's remarkable that the, you know what it is the democrats have not paid a substantial enough political price to change the they won't say defund the police anymore but the mentality is still cops are the problem uh, systemic racism is the problem. You go down the list. The, the usual left-wing approach to all things having to do with criminal justice, they really haven't haven't uh, shifted their position at all. They just don't say defund the police right now. That went too far. But it's a, uh, something of a Mott and Bailey argument. Remember the old medieval fortification of the Mott and Bailey? So there's like a smaller fortress down below, then the then there's the bigger fortress. The idea being, you can concede one area, and then the the other area it's supposed to seem so normal by comparison. Oh yeah, well, okay, fine. We're not going to go defund the police entirely. We're just going to make it really, really hard for the cops to do their jobs, and also we're going to make it really, really hard for border patrol to do their jobs. Title forty two is expiring in five days. Title 42 is one of the few authorities that Border Patrol has been able to use and Immigration and Customs Enforcement have at their disposal to stop the massive influx of illegal immigrants from coming into the United States. And they're, and they're all staying. Don't you think we would hear about it if there, if there were mass deportations happening of the recently arrived illegals? The whole point, the whole point is that they um, have flooded the entire system at, at every stage. You can even go back to the Trump administration. The Trump administration had to deal with, and the, the human traffickers, the cartels understand these processes very well because there's big money in it. You know, it's not that the, the cartel 
coyotes, the human smugglers, sitting around reading U.S. immigration law in detail because they they find governance so fascinating. There's billions and billions of dollars at stake here for them. And it's the biggest human smuggling operation in the world right now at our southern border. That's what's going on. And so you ask yourself, you say, hold on a second, how do we get to this place? It's because the asylum procedures became the point of exploitation for anybody who wanted to get around that first layer of security at the border, which is the one where, hey, you've entered illegally, we're going to deport you immediately. Oh, no, no, I'm now going to claim what is called defensive asylum. Right? I'm now going to claim defensive asylum. Now, asylum, you're supposed to show up. I mean, there's so many aspects of this, and, and there's some there's some levels of complexity. If you're really seeking asylum, the first country you make it to that's not the country you're in, you ask you ask for a grant of asylum. So if you are fleeing, let's say you're fleeing from uh, Vietnam, and you're saying that I, I'm a political... I'm a, I, I'm a uh, politically persecuted person, and I want asylum in America. If you land in Mexico first, you're supposed to ask for it in Mexico. You're not supposed to pick and choose because, obviously, then people from all over the world would say, "Well, look, I don't. I'm not just trying to get to safety. I want to get to a place with a booming economy and a massive welfare state." Right. In fact. Now in America, increasingly what you find is that the Democrats have created this whole narrative that the people in America owe illegal immigrants whatever it is that we can give them in terms of free money, free health care, free everything, because if their countries are unstable, it is our fault. One of the ways they do this is through climate change. They say, oh... We, we spew so much CO2 in the air. So the reason people are migrating from, whether it was Central America, then South America, now it's all over Asia and Africa, and the reason people are coming in such large numbers is because you have not yet learned to eat bugs and drive an electronic vehicle, America. That is part of the Democrat narrative of, of what's going on with, with illegal immigration on the border. It's our fault. It's all our fault. Okay. The truth about about claiming asylum, this is just a talking point that is used dishonestly by Democrats to make it seem like, no, this is the system, this is the system. If it really was the system, these individuals who are claiming asylum once they enter the country, and this is also why I turned into family units, right? Because, oh, it's a family unit. There's a special procedure for families. There are special procedures for unaccompanied minors. And and then they just figured out, well, okay, let's make sure we get into the special procedures program so we don't get deported, and you're just in America within hours. You're processed, and you're released. They are doing mass releases of illegal migrants on the streets of American cities, notably El Paso, but other ones too. El Paso is getting over, what, 2,000 illegal immigrants a day walking in on foot? 2,000 a day. We're supposed to think that this is... Normal. It's only going to get worse, by the way. Five days away from Title 42 expiring, uh, which is, as I've said, a CDC authority that allows for the expulsion of... And, and now it is a pandemic authority, so I get it. There's, at some level, we shouldn't be using pandemic authority anymore. I understand that. But notice that Biden administration is going to keep all these other pandemic authorities in place, but not Title 42. Uh, we can't do Title 42. Because that's one of the few things they can say, nope, sorry, you're here, uh, you're a single adult male, we can expel you. We can expel you from the country. Um, and depends on what country you're from, and there's all these different uh, all these different specifications even along that. But here's the part that they never, they never tell you about, about asylum. If you, uh, if you don't show up for your hearing, you're supposed to be deported. And about 80 to 90 percent of all the people who do show up for these hearings don't get asylum because I want to live in America because it is more prosperous than Honduras or Thailand or, um, you know, Guyana or Suriname or whatever. Name a country. There's over 160 countries that have had people come into the U.S. illegally in the last year. 
I want to live in America because it is a richer place with a bigger welfare state and or bigger opportunity, by the way. This is a very important point. There, there, it's not about any antagonism or animosity toward any of the individuals. There are women and children. I've been there. I've seen it. They look terrified. They're scared. It's about the policy that encourages them to come and do this. It's about the people who are saying this is something that you should do because it benefits our power. It creates a cheap labor force for our donors. And that's true of the Democrat Party overall. It's also true of a lot of Republicans. This is an issue where when you when really you get to it, you'll see that there are a whole bunch of Republicans who, oh, but, you know, illegal immigrant labor just makes everybody wealthier and makes the country better. There are some think tanks that have spent the last 20 years trying to convince everybody of this. Meanwhile, Eric Adams, I think, in New York City wants, I, I want to say a billion dollars. It's a very hot for the 30,000 illegal migrants that have been uh, deposited in New York City in the last year or two or whatever it is now. I mean, he wants a lot of money for it. And you say, well, wh- why do you need all this money? They're just, we've been told that they do the jobs Americans won't do. They're going to work hard. Oh, you mean it's people, it's women and children in a lot of cases, but it's people who are showing up, who have health needs, who don't speak English overwhelmingly, who are not what we would call in the labor force skilled labor, who are going to need state resources, who are going to need all kinds of assistance. So isn't that something that the taxpayers should have a say in? Well, no. In fact, the Biden administration is busy lying to you lying to you about this in fact Corinne jean-pierre you know what she's saying this is clip nine she's blaming donald trump for the border crisis because of what what the last administration did and they completely gutted the system and we know that uh, this has been a, a multi-decade long problem we need to modernize the system and this is something that the president has put forth and we are looking for uh, congress to act we are asking congress to act no accountability. Oh, it's been decades. Plus, it's Trump's fault. Plus, the dog ate my homework. Plus, you know, I mean, give me a break. We all know what's going on here. Unprecedented numbers. Five plus million in two years. Never had this at the same level before. Certainly when you include all the families. And I haven't even gotten into right now under this Biden administration. You have the worst fentanyl crisis ever, the worst methamphetamine crisis ever, and the richest, most violent and powerful cartel organizations operating on both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border ever. Does that, that ever come up? Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Gotta, gotta protect our democracy from MAGA. This is, this is what the Democrat apparatus ran with. And, and tragically, we're able to do so with some degree of of uh, a victory in the midterm election. Why aren't cities getting safer? Because the Democrats weren't destroyed in the midterms. Why aren't uh, why isn't the border becoming more secure? Because the Democrats were able to maintain control of the Senate. The only thing they respond to is the absolute repudiation of the American people at the ballot box with a massive win for their ideological opponents. That is it. The suffering that you are dealing with, the expenses that are being run up on the public credit card here by the of the Treasury, none of that is, none of that is a problem for them. I mean, here's Karine Jean Pierre again saying that Biden has done the work; he's all over it; he is focused on this border, but he's not going to the border. Play eight. Should Americans be supportive or concerned with the end of Title Forty Two? which obviously stops most migrants from being able to apply for asylum. What Americans should know is that the president uh, has done uh, has done the work uh, to deal with what we're seeing at the border since day one. He's done the work. Really, that's it? He's done the work. How? What has he done? No answers. No answers. You know, this. one of the things about this that's so frustrating is that the state of what we're seeing is obvious, but as a result, the Democrat apparatus lies about it even more aggressively. Oh, yeah, no, we want a secure border, too. Oh, yeah, we're on this issue. We're on this problem. Nothing. 
They are the firefighters who show up and watch a house burn to the ground. And as the final embers are about to be blown away by a breeze, they go, oh, don't worry, we're on it. We're here. We got this covered. Any moment now, we're going to bring on the, the water truck and we're good to go. It's outrageous. You know, just last week, I was out on the range with my brother, firing some uh, wonderful AR-15s, having a great time. And it's a, really so such a fun way to bond with family members. But I was actually pretty sharp out there. I'm not going to lie. My, my trigger pull was pretty good, even though I haven't been out to the range as much recently as I want, because I've got a Mantis X system here at home. The Mantis X is this really cool device. It's a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. So many of the best shooters now do the majority of their training this way. They call it dry fire practice. And that's what the Mantis X is, a firearms training system that requires no ammunition. The device simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light. You can use it at home or at the range instead of expensive ammo. Nearly 100% of shooters using the Mantis X improve within just 20 minutes. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S dot X dot com. Mantis, M-A-N-T-I-S-X dot com. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The Foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. Friday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Saxon Show starts now, everybody. Great to have you with me here. Thank you so much. I am in solo today because Clay is uh, out with family. We have a lot to discuss, uh, a lot to get into, including 
the Twitter suspensions of accounts belonging to a number of journos. Oh, they are so upset about it. They are so very, very angry about this. They're melting down all over the place. We will talk about this. Um, CNN saying they're going to reevaluate their relationship with Twitter. So much going on here. Plus, uh, activists out in California demanding not $250,000 per black resident of the state of California, but 800000 per resident of the state of California who is black and I, I believe can trace some ancestry to someone uh, uh, who was uh, at some point in history a slave. I believe that is where it stands right now out in California. Plus, you've got the Center for Disease Control and Prevention saying that it anticipates total yearly deaths to be 13% higher this year than back in 2019 before COVID hit. What's going on there? Why do we have a major, uh, major boost in all-cause mortality in the United States at this point in time? We have some ideas, some theories for sure. And then if I have, if I have time also, we'll talk about how the U.S. is going to be sending Patriot missile batteries to Ukraine. That's the latest. This is the most sophisticated weapon system uh, that we would have sent. Generally speaking, Patriot missile batteries require uh, Americans to operate them. Perhaps there has been enough training of Ukrainian forces that we would be able to just pass them along. But this is an obvious escalation for which it seems there has been very little public discussion. You know, right before we're in a place here where we're going to be seeing everybody stop uh, reporting, stop talking about what's going on in the journal world, right? Because we're going to be in the holiday season. And just now the Biden administration seems like it's about to send along some of the uh, Patriot missile batteries. Also, it is Friday. It is a uh, a Friday edition of the program, which means we've only got a few days left. I'll be in Monday and Tuesday solo. Clay will be taking over the mic Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week. So we'll be live every day next week, but uh, taking turns here at the mic. So I've got three more days with all of you, and then I'll be talking to you in 2023. It's crazy how fast time is flying with all this. But I have to say, the Elon Musk situation is it is glorious. Because for so many of us, we had to suffer through this unbelievable and obvious persecution, suppression, censorship, all this stuff that was going on for years under the previous management of Twitter, under Twitter's old ownership situation. And here we are now with Elon Musk in place. Elon Musk able to, well, it's a private company. He can do what he wants, right? That's what they used to say. That's what they would say to us. We'd say, well, hold on a second. Why was I suspended exactly for this? I didn't even, I didn't say anything wrong. I didn't say anything that violated any normal standard of, say, incitement to violence or anything illegal. And the Lib Journos would say, too bad. Deal with it. We own the Internet. What are you going to do about it? Well, now there's at least one break in that link of control. And Elon Musk... Uh, has decided that he is going to suspend for a week a handful of Twitter accounts. These Twitter accounts, uh, including journos for The Times, The Washington Post, CNN, Voice of America, and other publications. Hmm. What did they do, you might ask? Now we, just so you, you know, in blue check journo world, for the people that are supposed to be leading the national conversation about news and politics from the left, this is the only story today. Uh, this for them is DEFCON 1. They are, they are reporting on this as though it is Pearl Harbor and January 6th rolled into one. See, Elon is just a terrible right-wing billionaire. He's not even right-wing. 
but they're saying it's awful what he's doing. It's horrible. He's kicking libs off of Twitter for a week. It's just a week-long suspension. What did they do? And there's a little bit of back and forth over this. I think there's more back and forth than there needs to be, even among conservatives. What did these offending Twitter accounts engage in? Elon Musk travels private, which is not a surprise, considering he's the number two richest man in the world. I believe the owner of LVMH, the uh, European billionaire who owns like every every fancy handbag and sunglass maker pretty much i think falls under the lvmh umbrella so he's the richest man in the world uh elon's number two but yes he flies private that's not a surprise and so we sit and we say to ourselves uh hold on a minute why would anyone need to know where elon musk's private plane is going that seems quite strange because we all can agree that doxing and this has always been the case on twitter Meaning the release, it's related to the word, right, documents, but it's doxing is when you release someone's private, identifiable information that could realistically cause direct physical harassment, harm, or a threat to them, right? Uh, libs do this all the time, and libs have no problem with this. They think it's fine to go and harass Supreme Court justices at their homes, even though that's a violation of federal law, and the Biden administration did nothing to enforce that law. The libs think there's nothing wrong with going up to people in restaurants that are conservatives or tied to Trump or just tied to sanity. What do you mean you don't think there are 97 pronouns? You are not allowed to eat here, sir. Um, that's the that's the reality that we face from the other side. They now act like, oh, my gosh, doxing is not a big deal. Because Elon Musk's private plane, there's some accounts that have been tracking it. And they say, well, this is publicly available information. That's not really true because you have to go through multiple steps to find, to get beyond the shroud that is put on the identifiable information of Elon Musk's plane to try to keep some privacy so people don't know exactly where he's going, where he's landing, at what time. I mean, this, this allows, if you know the flight pattern and you, you know when it's taking off, you know when it's landing, you know where this guy is. I think we all understand the left hates Elon Musk now. I think we've all seen what happens when you have a bunch of left-wing Antifa lunatics who decide that they're going to show up at some conservative speaker on campus uh, to his event or her event and intimidate that person and even attack people. They've attacked people before. And usually it's only the massive police presence there that stops them because remember this. The left believes that speech they don't like equals violence. This is insane, but it is true. That is one of their articles of faith now. You say something I don't like, I'm a lib, you're basically attacking me physically. This is how they think, this is what they think. And so, if that is their attitude, and it is, that means that they believe that they are justified in acts of violence against people who would speak with words that they think are the same thing as violence. I know it's crazy. I'm just telling you what they think. I know it makes no sense, but this is their approach. So Elon Musk's jet was being tracked by the... Th also, what a weird thing to do, right? What, what possible public interest could there be in the comings and goings of Elon Musk traveling. Like, why would anyone want to, why would journalists from the Washington Post, the New York Times, be sharing that information broadly? Obviously, to awaken the left-wing lunacy mobs in those places, so that maybe if, you know, if they're more aware, they'll go find Elon somewhere. They'll intimidate him. They'll harass him. They'll get up in his face, and God knows what else. So he said... That's it. You're suspended, Libs. And they're all saying, oh, but he's so, it's such a double standard. First of all, they love double standards. Don't, don't let them do this to you. Don't let people with no principles use your principles or use real principles against you. They don't play by any rules on social media. Why should we think that the rules should be applicable in this instance? And what are the rules? It's a gray area. But... This is for so many of us who have seen this platform. Remember, this platform 
probably gave Biden the, the 2020 election. This is not a minor thing. I mean, th- th- that's why they're so upset. They understand what an important tool this has been for their side, which is why they're so angry. And there's also a narcissism component of this because all these lib journos walk around saying to themselves, I'm so popular, I'm so important. And they use Twitter to organize boycott campaigns very effectively, unfortunately, against conservative outlets and conservative individuals. They use Twitter to get the the digital mob fired up to get people fired from their jobs. They they had weaponized this platform very effectively for years. And now this one tool, they still have Facebook, with which also means Instagram. They still have Google, which means YouTube and basically search and all kinds of web services on the Internet. They still have Amazon. They still have Netflix. They still have these massive digital companies, behemoths, that are doing their bidding. They lose one piece of this puzzle of totalitarianism, and they start to freak out. Shows you exactly who they are. Now, I know this isn't surprising to you. It's not surprising to me. But uh, two things about it, what Twitter is showing us right now and just what's going on with Elon and all the rest of it. Um, one, it's just fun. It's fun to watch these hacks and frauds with no honor or principle or decency who are elevated at the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and all these different DNC adjunct entities. It's fun to watch them just melt down and freak out because they're so, they're, they're such frauds and they're vicious. And they're harming the country, and they lie to you constantly. So that's one part of it. I, schadenfreude here, I'm usually opposed to schadenfreude as a general concept, but, you know, what does he say in Pirates of the Caribbean? It's not a rule. It's more like a guideline. It's more like a guideline. And then the other part of this, perhaps the much more important one, I hope that this is just the beginning. I hope that what we're going to see is that you can slash and burn uh, so many of the woke nonsense jobs and roles in a massive company like Twitter, make it leaner and better and more effective, make it a better company, making more money and therefore more likely to grow and perhaps build out in the future and show some other companies out there. Stop being such cowards. Get rid of the woke virus that has entered your bloodstream and start acting like normal, rational, patriotic Americans again. Twitter might be the first domino. Maybe it's the only one, in which case we just get to sit here and be happy that we've got something. But it could be a domino that falls and hits many other nodes of major power and influence in our country, and globally, quite honestly, in the coming year. This is a a massive change, not just in one social media platform, But it could be a massive change in online communications and with it, politics, perception and power. Maybe the domino falls and doesn't hit anything else. I understand that. But at least one is falling and there could be a major change that comes as a result of this. I'm certainly hopeful of that. You know, this Christmas season, I want you to join me in giving the gift of life by supporting the pre-born pregnancy clinics. This nationwide organization will go down in history as saving the lives of hundreds of thousands of unborn children. They do that by providing a free ultrasound to an expectant mother making one of life's biggest decisions for herself and her unborn child. An example of that comes from a young woman named Tanya. She was 18 weeks along and she was considering an abortion. But God had other plans for Tanya and her unborn child and the child's father, Marcus. They found a preborn pregnancy clinic and everything changed. Preborn introduced them to their baby on an ultrasound. The father, Marcus, said with tear-filled eyes, seeing our baby is beautiful. Marcus and Tanya chose life for their baby boy that day. Our goal is to help in more cases just like this, to help preborn save thousands and thousands of lives with the gift of a free ultrasound for an expectant mom. The actual cost of each one is just $28. So $140 would be five ultrasounds for mothers in need. If you can donate one of these amounts, 100% of your gift will be used to provide those ultrasounds. To donate securely, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. It's that easy. Just dial from your phone now, pound 250, 
and say the word baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Third hour of the Clay and Buck Show is underway right now, everybody. Thanks for rolling with. 800-282-2882 if you want to chat with me. Ask Buck anything this out. Well, not anything, but, you know, within reason. Uh, and I'll address it as best as I can. Uh, and I had told you I would get into this, uh, the, the issue here of, uh, of crime and policing, because I have not seen the kinds of changes that we should see at this point, given what has happened na- nationally and in major cities with regard to major crimes and the issues uh, are pertaining to law enforcement. And you may have seen, this is getting a lot of attention because it's on video now, with, with these uh, ring cameras. I mean, there's cameras everywhere these days. We all carry cameras. It is interesting to me that we are in a virtual surveillance state already. There's video of stuff going on all over the place all the time. We all carry cameras on us. We have instant connectivity, instant ability to call the police, and there's more cameras now than there has ever been in the history of the world. So you would think that it would be a lot easier to bring down crime, right? When you add the technological component to this, think think about what it was like. I had mentioned, I had mentioned, say uh, the the Death Wish movies with Charles Bronson on the show. I think a few weeks back, and it, not my favorite action films by a long shot. I mean, they're okay. Uh, but they really captured the psyche of, of the moment because people felt like in cities they were constantly unsafe, and they were, and the numbers sh- showed that in, in places like New York in the 70s, really all the way through into the late 90s. But if you saw a crime happen, you would have to find a way. First of all, you weren't able to video it. There wasn't likely to be any actual video of the event unless maybe you were at a you know, a convenience store or some location that for security reasons had installed the camera. Now there are cameras all over the place. But you would have had to run in the pre-cell phone era, I guess, find a pay phone, dial 911. Technology should have made a lot of this and has made, I would argue, a lot of this much easier. Yet we still see places, notably like Chicago, where the crime situation is something that they can't, they just cannot get it under control. Even though we have better comms, better they they have better uh, analysis and technology and tracking than ever before. There's this video of a robbery victim named Diana DiGiacomo uh, in Chicago, and she, here she describes what you, you might have seen. This video it was up on Fox. Uh, we can put it up on on ClayandBuck.com. Just you see broad daylight, woman walking her dog. Some guy just gets out of his car, runs up to her, sticks a gun in, in her face. Here's what she says happened. Play 18. Having a gun shoved like right here and and he's holding it sideways like this. Then when he pointed at the dog, I was like, okay, just just whatever you want. Take it. He just grabbed my purse and ran. And I just thought, okay, I just I just got away with my life and my dog's life. Think about the mentality of this individual. You're running up to someone's grandmother, pointing a loaded weapon at her, threatening to murder her. And also point a weapon just for the additional emotional impact of this woman who is facing possible execution in broad daylight. This is in the Lincoln Park area of Chicago. This is a fancy neighborhood in the street. And points the gun at her dog, too. Points the gun at her dog just to really bring home the terror. And then I believe they went through her purse, found her car keys. I suppose they had surveilled her before this and then went and stole her car as well. That was what they were really after. Um, this is an individual who should be taken, the, the perpetrator of this crime should be taken out of society uh, for decades at a minimum, right? Should have to pay a, a very serious price. Uh, and yet, will that happen in Chicago? Well, you know, in Chicago, after an armed robbery like this, are the cops even able to pursue? Not at high speeds. Are the cops able to chase on foot if they think they see this individual? Probably not. They've changed so many of the rules in recent years. And in fact, they just had the governor, Pritzker, who 
you know, looks like what have happened, what would have happened to all of us if the COVID lockdowns had been extended for about a decade and all we could do was watch Netflix and eat Cheetos. Pritzker signed this, uh, this safety act that lowers, lowers, uh, incarceration time for people. That, that is essentially meant to make it harder for cops to do their jobs and make it easier for criminals to get away with what they're doing. This stuff doesn't seem to change in these cities. They don't seem to care about what the real impact will be. I take you now to New York City, where they have, as of today, a a settlement filed with the with fry. Uh, sorry, filed today is going to stop NYPD officers, according to the New York Times, from detaining people, uh, detaining people at length as they check databases for reasons to arrest. At length, they don't they don't hold them for that long. This means, let me tell you what this is, okay? Cops, if they stop somebody, if they think that somebody is, per, you know, is, is in the commission of a crime, and they think somebody might be selling drugs, carrying a weapon, they're allowed to go up and, and speak to them. And they can ascertain who this individual is. If they have an articulable suspicion that they are, are committing a crime, there's some reason for them to talk to them. And, then it is it has been common practice for the cops to go all right well since we're in a conversation and i think something was a little little bit off here i am going to just run to see if you have any outstanding warrants that's all any outstanding warrants this is about as much of an infringement on someone's someone's time and and rights and and you know psychology as you know, you get pulled over. A cop says, you know, I think I think you swerved a little bit in the lane there. They pull you over. They ask for your license and registration. They run it and they come back. They hand you back your card. And if there's no problem, there's no problem. This has happened to me. I just got pulled over um, down here in in Florida. I had it was a license plate thing, a registration issue. It was nothing. The cop and I talked for a second. I was very polite. He said, "Sir, you know, I, I can't really see your plate with where it is. Can you fix it differently?" You know, we just talked. But he wanted my license. He went back to his car. He checked it out. Came back fine. Went about my way. I, I don't find this to be some egregious, horrible abuse of, of police authority. He had a reason to stop me. He told me what the reason was. I understand the reason. We addressed the issue. Went about my way. Law enforcement has to have some ability to do these things, right? There has to be some ability to stop and talk to people and ascertain what a situation is. If we're just going to have it, oh, my gosh, felony in progress is the only thing a cop is allowed to intervene on, we're in really bad shape. But what this new agreement in New York says is that a cop can no longer, if they stop you because they think you have a gun in your waistband, right? Let's just say that's what they stop and they talk to you, and they say, all right, I'd like to see some ID. They can't then go and run a check to see if you are... Uh, if you have any outstanding warrants, who is this keeping safe exactly? I mean, what what is really the purpose of of this change in the rule? Well, as we know, what they're saying is that this is discriminatory, that the cops who do this are racist. And and yet, when you look at what the impact will be to the whole of New York City. There are certain areas that have much higher crime than others. Those areas are disproportionately uh, minority areas of the city, particularly black and Hispanic majority areas of New York. I know this very well. I work for the NYPD Intelligence Division. And so the people most likely to suffer from serious crime are, in fact, the over 99% of residents of these areas who are predominantly black and Hispanic who commit no crimes, who just want to live their lives. But they're the ones, they're, they're law-abiding Americans, and they're the ones who suffer because left-wing libs and the ACLU are constantly finding new ways to make it harder for police to do their jobs. One of the biggest benefits of broken windows policing, which people talk about less now than they used to, but because of its success, it was considered a, a gold standard approach to turning a place, turning a city around. Uh, because of the approach where you enforce the laws at all levels, you know what happens? The person who jumps the, the, the classic example is the person who jumps the turnstile, which now, as you know, they they even considered some policy in New York where they were going to change the turnstiles to make it harder because people are just jumping turnstiles all over the place again. 
that graffiti drug use in the streets these are this is the decay the urban decay that just compounds and makes everyone less safe makes businesses pull out makes people people feel like they got to live somewhere else this is how it happens and and yet if you actually enforce laws about things like turnstile jumping what you find is you grab the person who jumped the turnstile you check them for warrants that is in many cases going to be the person you are looking for who is wanted on an attempted murder charge and is part of a gang who's wanted on on a, on a rape charge or on a sexual assault charge or any number of serious felonies but that interaction with police allows for the incarcerate for the incarceration and then the facing of, of the justice system for the people who are committing these crimes it's very straightforward stop question and frisk they call it stop and frisk but it's actually stop question and frisk is the way the policy was implemented they got rid of that in new york has that made new york safer well since they got they're gonna say it's not it's not causation it's correlation yeah yeah sure since they've gotten rid of it new york has gotten much less safe there's far more criminality but oh it was it was a discriminatory practice they said it was wrong it was unconstitutional all this kind of stuff and we say all right well now people suffer now people suffer from more gunshots more stabbings more robbings more rapes more assaults more car theft more burglary all of that you know what democrats say in response to all this it's a price we have to pay social justice means no actual justice in these cities it means the justice system is completely limited in what it's able to do. And it's undermined at every turn. And the libs don't care. They don't care. They think this is the price we have to pay for a more equitable society. And I think that's such a perverse view of it. Because as I've said, you have, even in the highest crime neighborhoods of, of any American city, it is... If you are talking about a a predominantly, uh, let's say a predominantly black and Hispanic neighborhood, which is what you get in the South Bronx in New York, in uh, places like well, Bed-Stuy is now transitioned to a kind of a, a hip place, but uh, Brownsville, East New York, places out in, in Brooklyn and Queens uh, where there's much higher crime rates, the people living there are living there and they're not committing crimes. It is less than 1% of these communities that are committing the crimes, and they're mostly committing the crimes against their neighbors and the other people who live there. And so higher crime rates disproportionately affect minorities in high-crime neighborhoods who are the very people that Democrats in safe neighborhoods, I'm talking now mostly uh, or, or predominantly white Democrats in safe neighborhoods of major cities, pretend to care about. The Nancy Pelosi effect. Nancy Pelosi knows nothing about what it is to be a person who is working class, who is struggling in a high crime neighborhood, and she doesn't care. She cares about whether she gets put on the cover of Vanity Fair and MSNBC talks about what a hero she is for social justice. Same thing with Chuck Schumer. Same thing with AOC. None of these people live in dangerous neighborhoods. They have no idea what it is to be worried about their safety. I know some of you say... Oh, look at Nancy Pelosi, what happened to Paul Pelosi, to which I say, yeah, where is the body cam footage, by the way? Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I'm just curious. I would like to see the footage because we would see the footage in any other serious police incident, wouldn't we? Seems a little weird, doesn't it? Seems a little weird. My fellow uh, gun owners out there, you know how expensive ammo has become. It's gone up some 55% in the last year. That makes it so much more expensive to train and keep your skills sharp. But there's another way, an all-electronic way, through something called the Mantis X, to keep your skills sharp at the range. Mantis X is a dry-fire practice tool. That means it's ammo-free. Mantis X is an electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy, and it is so effective. 94% of everyone using it improves their shooting after just 20 minutes' time. You attach your Mantis X to your firearm like a weapon light, you can use it at home or at the range for training extend, instead of expensive ammo. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. It's really cool, very modern technology, and it's a whole lot of fun to use and practice with. Plus, the Marines and the Army, they're using this, and they're making their shooters better as a result. 
It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Get yours online at mantisx.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X, mantisx.com. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat, and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor preborns entire network for 24 hours helping to rescue 200 babies to donate use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby that's pound 250 saying baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck that's preborn.com slash b-u-c-k sponsored by preborn sam bankman freed is not on santa's good boy list that is for sure uh, he has he has been naughty. He has not been nice to the many, many people that he allegedly defrauded out of billions of dollars. And there are a lot of people that might have something to answer for here um, because there are he he gave money to a qu- according to the Daily Mail here, a quarter of Congress. Now, they keep saying 130 Democrats, Republicans and Biden. He gave a lot of money to Biden. Um, but when I looked at, unless the data that I saw is wrong, he gave money to a handful of Republicans who were the least Republican Republicans you could find and also was giving money uh, to try to steer in the prime. It, it also seems he might have been giving money to uh, try to steer in the primaries more either beatable or weaker candidates. So, yeah, Sam Bankman-Fried is a huge lib. Obviously, now, even for someone who has an ideological affinity for one one side or the other, paying off everybody when you're scheming people out of billions of dollars, when you're taking billions of dollars of investor money away, 
uh, or lighting it on fire, spending it on other things. Uh, that's just that's just pretty sound practice, right? It, bribe everybody to the degree that you can or you think you need to. But I think it's very clear that overwhelmingly these were left-wing causes because the apparatus of power and control in this country is left-leaning. Media, academia, Hollywood, corporate America. Corporate America is, it's funny because you have all these people that are like, yeah, like, we stand against the man. Like, we're super progressive. We're like socialists. Brought to you by Amazon. I mean, they are such phonies. Such phonies. Because corporate America's gotten all left-wing, too. They think they can get away with left-wing politics while while selling you whatever products it is that they have online or on shelf. And hopefully that's going to change. If that doesn't change, by the way, conservatives, I think we just end up end up losing in the long run. It's impossible to compete with the other side when they have so much more money, power, influence at their disposal. Doesn't matter what our ideas are and their ideas are. They they just have better machinery to get their way on their side. Uh, but I, I think the other part of this that will likely come out, here we go, $46.5 million in Sam Bankman-Free donations to political groups. He gave $27 million to protect our future. That's for Democrats. He gave $5 million to the Biden 2020 campaign. That's a nice little donation, isn't it? A million dollars to Beto O'Rourke. I like never... I never would have taken that money if I had known that it was, like, totally stolen from, like, the people that I so care about. Also, I want to take away all your guns. Um, Representative Hakeem Jeffries got $5,800. Mitt, R- Mitt Romney, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so this is the thing. They say, but he donated to Republicans, too. He gave 5800 bucks to Mitt Romney. Uh, let's see. Susan Collins. 5,800. Cory Booker, 5,700. Josh Gottheimer, 5,800. Uh, and there's more and more and more. And then you get into all the packs. So much money going to all these packs. Remember, this is just the FEC, Federal Election Commission stuff. This is just the, the what's been accounted for. The uh, guy in charge of the bankruptcy of uh, FTX has already come out and said, look, they they basically weren't keeping records. And we're talking about crypto here, which, if you know what you're doing, is very easy to transfer uh, without the source of it being known. Who knows where all these different accounts and funds and everything. Remember, he set up in the Bahamas for a reason to evade regulators and scrutiny and to have a free hand to do whatever he wanted to do i think and i i see this from you know elon musk is a super obviously a super intelligent guy who also understands corporate finance and how you can move money around and all that kind of stuff elon says that he thinks that bankman fried gave away right now it's the 70 million that is listed on the fec that has shown up in fec records 40 million to uh to democrats they say 30 million to republicans but as i'm talking to you i can say yeah but the republicans they gave money to were like not you know not really the republicans that are going to do anything is the point trying to help for example murkowski defeat kelly shibaka right well that's really helping the democrats because murkowski will go along with democrats but that's the second layer uh beneath all this but i also think it is likely we will find out that there was a whole lot more money given to Democrat interests. We know that he was donating to different media entities and organizations, and that was just buying more of the positive coverage. This guy was, they really ran front cover stories at, at all kinds of, yeah, what do you call them, um, financial publications, you know, Fortune magazine, stuff like that. They said he was going to be the world's first trillionaire. Little billionaire Frodo Baggins was going to be the world's first trillionaire. I have a trillion dollars so now I can defeat climate change and do all the other very important world-changing things. What did this guy actually even create? That's what's so fascinating. What really was the product? It was all based on trust. He created, effectively, 
a bank for crypto. You give me money, I buy the crypto in your name and hold it for you, and then you can sell it one way or the other. Kind of like when you give, you know, you give a major bank your uh, your deposit. You give them your, your money, your U.S. dollars, except he did this for crypto. So the whole thing was really just about trust, which is why the collapse of this is rooted in very, very straightforward, very simple thing. You couldn't trust this guy. He's totally untrustworthy. It's a scam. Billions and billions of dollars. Big celebrities kissing up to him. Uh, government regulators meeting with him. And who I, I'm, I am honestly amazed by this. It's true of Elizabeth Holmes as well. For those of you who remember, she's, I think she's got like a, a nine years in prison now for the Theranos fraud. Uh, who sits down with these individuals and is so entranced and impressed by them? Because when I see them, I go, this is so obvious, so transparent, but they must have some skill set where they're able to get otherwise very bright, very discerning, and in many cases, ruthless people to just go, yeah, you're a genius. I'm going to give you all my money. What? Or all my investors' money. Uh, They're going to slow roll this, though. They're going to slow roll this thing because when you see the full extent of, I mean, Elon said it's a billion dollars he's given out to different interests. You can buy a lot of people off with a billion dollars in bribes. When was the last time you heard about anyone bribing the establishment with a billion, with a billion dollars? You know what I mean? That's, that matters. That can get a lot of people to look the other way while you're doing things. They don't want to tell you, they don't want to tell you, they don't want to show you who he was giving this money to. Yeah, I understand the FEC stuff has come out, and that looks pretty bad. But, oh, I think it's going to get a lot worse. And you're going to see that he knew. He knew how to play this whole system, and he knew whose palms to grease and how to how to make it happen. You know what my friend Sam Bankman-Fried could definitely use these days? Higher testosterone. He's like, ah, oh, it's terrible. The food in prison is horrible. Like, I could use some higher T levels would be very helpful right now. And you see this with a lot of these, a lot of these libs. They're just lacking in testosterone and therefore lacking in the fortitude and the drive and focus necessary to get through their day. I want to send some chalk to my friend. Sam, he's not my friend, but to Sam Bankman Freed. He would really benefit from some chalk right now. Chalk is 100% focused on giving you the energy, focus, and drive you need to succeed every day. Chalk has made it their mission to provide a set of daily supplements that make both men and women feel better, and they're succeeding beyond their wildest dreams. Everything this company works with is based on natural supplements. The Male Vitality Stack, for instance, is a, is a set of three different herbal ingredients. The leading one is proven to increase testosterone levels in men by 20%. Their female vitality stack is comprised of ingredients that focus on hormone health and healthy collagen levels. To meet someone regularly relying on chalk is to be in the presence of someone full of life and energy and drive. Go online now to chalk.com. That's spelled C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck, for 35% off any chalk subscription for life. That's chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and my name, Buck, for that 35% for life savings. A great deal from a great company full of patriots who care about your health. Chalk.com. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.